Blog Talk Radio. have heard from me, and I want to thank those of you who have continued to listen to the over 400 episodes in the archive, and I felt, and I really have to say, this is about as spontaneous as it gets to get on the air. Um, Normally, I run a quick test to make sure I can be heard. There wasn't even time for that. This was within seconds of getting on the air, and it's something that has really been on my heart for some time. Um, I I feel that it is a good time to once again revisit, and I am reminding myself as much as anybody out there who chooses to listen from whatever spiritual background that you originate, it is time to once again reflect on love and fear and it may seem a recurring recent topic but it is very much present with us and I haven't talked to you all for several months and I do intend to start talking to you more once again and the vision for where this show needs to go is still coming together and in many ways goes all the way back to the beginning. This program began out of a series of conversations that I and others, very um, some open-minded, some you know just on the fence individuals. Of course, we're all closed-minded in one way or another. If we really choose to look at ourselves, we find there is always a way that we need to expand, and that's what love is about. What is what does it mean? to be closed off. That's what fear is about. And how this program originally began was because many years ago, several of us were participating in the Oprah Discussion Forum. And in those days, discussion forums were active and there were a lot of differing opinions. And yet we were able to come together every day on that forum and really come to love one another. And I am still in contact 
with people um, from really all kinds of different backgrounds who were a part of that forum. And it has been many years now. I think, gosh, the I first got involved in that. It must have been, it could have been 2006, 2007, around that time. It's been a very long time. And the show was intended to be a continuation of what was happening on that forum. And what was it that was happening on that forum? It happened spontaneously. It was not scripted. Um, Basically, Oprah defined a place where we could go. There were some forums that were on a particular topic. A number of people would participate in the, the New Earth Forum, for example, and I was only briefly on that one. I tended to be on the general religion and spirituality forum where we could all talk together about how we felt. And there were people on that forum who didn't believe in anything at all, though that was fairly rare. Most people had quite strong beliefs about what they believed, and it would seem like we were arguing love versus fear all the time because it really comes down to that. How you perceive love, how it is a part of your path, whether you have a religion or a spiritual view or not, how you learn to navigate in a space of acceptance and peace while still holding on to your conscience. Because our conscience is important when we evaluate what is consistent with love, what is consistent with the type of love that we feel is the highest form of love and not everybody would view unconditional love as the highest form of love. There are points of view that actually feel that conditional love is higher than unconditional love. Even so, it was my spiritual path, certainly on the Oprah Forum and before that, because of experiences I had had, because of feeling directly connected to that unconditional love, that is what set us free. Unconditional love. There is nothing that many of us feel is higher. I know some of you have an alternative path and you find love very strongly in your own way, but there are boundaries around that higher love, around that divine love. And we had many discussions of that on this forum, and I'm sure that if we were able to engage with one another in this society today, as many of us do um, in different ways, we would discover that there can be very strong forms of conditional love as well, and you can certainly feel divine love in that way. Um, And by that I mean where there is the potential of being in some way excluded from that love because of something that you do or something that you are, that is conditional love. Unconditional love, which many of us have been called to in really the only way, it, it, 
when you are called to believing that unconditional love is the highest form, and that means not necessarily condoning everything that's going on in the world. There are plenty of things in this world that if you are a person of conscience and of empathy, another word to introduce there, which is related to conscience, you are not going to condone those behaviors. But you can still believe that there is purpose to what happens in this world and that that love that is unconditional is higher than anything. So as we're navigating through these times, which I know continue to test many people of all different persuasions, there are tests here among us as to how to love one another and to treat one another. And let me say, there shouldn't be a question about how to love one another. And there shouldn't be a question about how to treat one another. If you feel you disagree with something, that doesn't mean that you can't love those around you and treat one another with empathy and listen. Because listening is what we used to do on the Oprah Forum. We would listen and listen and listen and then we would speak and we would listen and speak and listen and speak, but we would respond to each other. These were very complex threads. There wasn't just one little topic and you spoke up and said, this is my piece on this topic and I'm done. That's not what it was about. We, would, we had the freedom to introduce a topic, and then the threads would go on literally hundreds, some hundreds of posts in some cases where you were interacting with each other, discussing something important, something that mattered, something that had a real effect on our lives today. Sometimes it would go into politics, and we would talk about that from different perspectives. But the key is that we would talk, because nowadays what's happening far too often is we're not talking to each other anymore. One of the things that I love about Blog Talk Radio is, um, and, and by the way, let me put out a thank you to Blog Talk Radio for um, knowing that this show still has a lot of vitality, which it does, and I appreciate, like I said, the listens that are coming in, and and I see that um, you know this show has it has a life of its own, really. But I have to thank Blog Talk Radio for providing this forum. What I love about Blog Talk Radio is we all meet here. If you look at the shows on the front page at any given day, I, I dare to look even now. They are a complete, ah, we're up there. Great. I, and I say we because it is a we. Because those of us who feel this way that we need to be talking to one another, it's a we. And I hope that some of you are clicking on this show on the front page. It's under live and upcoming right now. And thank you, Blog Talk Radio. That is really a wonderful thing because 
this is how we, we meet together in this particular forum. This is how we find one another in this particular forum, which is open. Anyone can talk about whatever their point of view is on their shows. And, you know, just looking, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, but clearly there, there are a variety of shows up there right now. There's a book show. There's um, what looks to be, there's a politics show, Politics and Prophecy, probably a more conservative show, I would take it. There's a sports show. Um, there are all kinds of shows up there right now. And I am very blessed and thankful that this show is up there, even after some time since I've been able to be together with you. And for those of you who are curious, you know, is she okay? I know some of you genuinely do care about me, and I appreciate that because we've had the opportunity to connect to person. I am a real person on this show. I don't just, I don't have a script. I don't, I'm me. When I'm here, I'm me with you. And um, I appreciate it if anyone has been wondering if I'm okay. I am okay. Um, I have had to navigate through some things in my life and and also um, act in a a loving and supportive role for, for another person during that time. And, you know, now... Um, I I am going to be doing this show more often. How it's going to evolve, I can't tell you, because I really feel that it is only under the guidance of divine unconditional love that I'm able to speak at all. Um, you know, sometimes I think about who I used to be when I was younger. I couldn't speak spontaneously, not like this. I Maybe I hadn't really found my heart yet. I would write. I wrote all the time. That's why the Oprah Forum was very approachable to me because I was a writer and I still am a writer. Um, but speaking like this, just getting on the phone, which is what I do, I do this, by the way. If you're thinking about starting a blog talk radio show, I mean, just as a a thank you back to them and it's not this is not some planned pitch or contrived thing it's really an honest thing blog talk radio is the easiest thing in the world to get on and start um, hosting a show if you are guided to do so and i don't have fancy equipment i actually had some it got not too fancy but fancier than a phone and i've never managed to use it they do have the means to support fancy equipment and sometimes I think, oh, I should probably try something different in that respect. But I'm just on the phone. Um, I just call in just like a caller would. And that's all it takes and that's all it's ever taken. And in some ways, I think it makes it easier for me to just speak spontaneously from my heart. Because all of us know how to talk on the phone. Most of us do. And if you just it's something about it. And I think I've said this before many episodes ago, but it is true. There is something about holding a phone in your hand and just being yourself because we're used to that. And we've been doing it our whole lives. And more of being ourselves is really important right now. Authenticity is really important right now. What does that have to do with love versus fear? Am I perfectly authentic on this program? Do I share... Everything I'm thinking, of course not. Not 
almost none of us can do that. But um, we certainly can do our best to talk about what is most important. What I tend to talk about, because I don't want to get down into the, the, the inconsequential divisions that we have, some of them. Because even, even on one side of an issue or another, we can still be disagreeing with one another. And I just don't want to get into that here. I, I feel that if this outreach, and it is, and it's worldwide, I know there are those of you, I still see the geographical maps. I need to update the FrontierBeyondFear.com website, but it hasn't changed. There are still people from all over the world listening to this show. So I don't want to make it focused on just where I am. Um, this, these issues impact us all. And really, the key, and there are some really challenging things happening in the world right now. Let's not get so focused on where I am in the United States, not to think about some of the other places in the world where, where things are really very, very, very harsh and challenging right now um, in comparison. And some of our divisions really are um, rising to the surface, and in some cases, they are meant to be addressed, of course. But what is higher still, and this is why it's so important, is unconditional love. When, when I was younger, people used to stand up and give a testimony of some sort as to why they believed what they believed. And testimonies can be very, um, very specific to particular groups, but they can also be a little bit broader. What if in some of our testimonies we say, you know, what are the higher concepts that we believe in, even if there are disagreements lower down? We may come from different religious backgrounds, and I, it's almost impossible to define what mine is, um, because I, I am not definable. Um, you may look at all the episodes of the show and decide that all of those guests define me in a certain way. Well, they really don't. I have a conversation with those guests. What I am is a mixing of several different paths, and I still like to think of myself as a new ager, but not in the cliched ways that we think about that term. I think many of us are. Those of us who believe that we really can rise to a higher level of consciousness, that we really can create a better world, that we really can find forums where we can talk about things. We can talk about the science of things, too. I am a scientist. I come from that background. I was once a mathematician, but to say that I remember all of that would be um, dishonest, truthfully, since it was so many years ago. But that's how I entered into the sciences was through math. And there are still things that I think reach out to us that I notice from that background, such as sacred geometry. And I think often about the concept of infinity and what it means. And I think of it in even a broader, nonlinear way. And perhaps part of this show, which I've been considering for some time, 
is for me to bring a little more information in and we can explore some topics, not um, strictly interviews, but really information, just looking at what's in the news, what is showing us that um, time isn't a linear concept. And I've talked about this show, this on the show before, but it's very true. Um, it's, and when I think about infinity, I think I don't want to limit it. It's not linear. It's not linear. Um, and science is starting to prove that that is true. So that's one way that I see this show going forward. How does this join us together? Well, if you believe in a higher concept of God, the divine spirit, it doesn't matter how you choose to label that concept. There are indeed things in our reality that support that there is much more to this reality than meets the eye. And that's important. It's important for us to look at that. And people are looking at it in different ways. I noticed um, Riz Verk, who's been on this show before, has a new book out, and I don't have it handy in my head what it's called, but I'll tell you what the concept is. He's coming at it from a scientific point of view. He's an MIT scientist and also quite open-minded spiritually. He's been on this show twice, um, if I recall. And he was also the author of Zen Entrepreneur. But his new book, and actually I will give him credit, so let me, let me do a quick search as to, to what the name of Riz's new book is, even as I talk. Computer scientists, which is what I have been, just like Riz, can can speak and and um, type at the same time, or we at least try to. Um, all right, let's see. He's got to have it here handy. Riz book, Riz book, book. He wrote a book about the likelihood that we all live in a simulation. Okay, it's called the simulation hypothesis. And not to, I think it's out. It's very close. It just came out, or it's coming out very quickly. I have not had a chance to read it, and it's something that I have thought about many times. And in in this book, he talks about how scientists are theorizing, and this has been in the news, that it's very possible that we are living in some kind of a simulation, and. I will say that a part of my own awakening process as a scientist and as a human being was realizing that I wouldn't want to call it a simulation, but that what happens here on this earth is a kind of an exercise for our growth. It's an exercise. Um, and I don't like their terms like simulation, although that from a technological standpoint, if a technological society were to progress, and I know this is part of the premise of, of the book, they would be able to create simulations. Now, what, without having read the book and giving credit to Riz, although this is important to think about because one of the biggest questions in this earth is why? Why is this happening? I don't, whether, whatever it is, from in your personal life, something not going well, why? I personally had some things happen to me in the last year that were a miracle, although at first they didn't seem that way. But if things hadn't fallen into place exactly the way they did, it would not, 
I would not have been in in position to to be um, in the space of my highest purpose in that moment. And that highest purpose in that moment actually was not doing this show, and it wasn't writing. It was something very personal, and that happens sometimes for us in life, and it's important. When you're called by love in your own life to be present, be present, because that is your path in that moment. The time will come if you're called to communicating in some other way. Um, And so I tend to believe, and I know we're only going to be live a little bit longer here, just kind of paying attention. And actually I had some incredible synchronicities that led me to this. I tend to believe that we are here in a kind of an exercise, and it is about growth. And guess what, folks? It's about love. It's about empathy. It's about unconditional love. And it is about growing in the most challenging of circumstances. And I know in some parts of the world where this show is heard, life is broken down to the most basic of levels. I know this. And it's, I can't even conceive what it's like in some places in this world. It has not been a part of my experience. And you always want to ask why. We all ask why. There is many an atheist who has held God, a concept of God, accountable for that why. And because of that, cannot believe in any kind of the divine. And truthfully, I can respect that level a feeling. What that has to do with is holding God, that concept of the divine, to the absolute highest standards that we can conceive of. And for many people, and I may actually have, I'm thinking of someone I may talk with, this show's going to change. I know there are many of you who have asked if you could come on again or come on soon. I feel the show needs to be focused in a certain way right now. So it may not be quite the same. And I actually am not prepared to bring on a whole bunch of guests right now because it is, um, it's a labor of love, I'll tell you, especially because I believe in reading the books and everything and preparing for those shows. So how this will evolve is yet to be seen. But what I know when someone is, is an atheist or an agnostic, there are often the deepest, most, most empathic questions at the core. It's not about refusing to believe. It's about somehow seeking, and that's more what an agnostic would say, although Sometimes that term atheist is used to encompass both. I've actually talked to some atheists online and know this. But seeking something higher, seeking an explanation, this notion of a simulation does help us. And it helped me years ago when I first came across it. I came across it in a different way. Um, it was someone who had written about how this was a game. 
And, you know, I'm sure Riz would reflect on that. If I had Riz on this show, we would surely, this is a spiritual teacher, and I won't get into the specifics right now. Some of you may recognize it just by my mentioning that. And um, for me, I, I even though, um, you know, I think that spirit can be very light and free and fun is a part of being spirit, it's not all serious. I think that what we're doing here is pretty darn serious because of what happens here. I mean, no one could make light in any realm of what is happening here on this earth because this is serious stuff. Um, And nobody is on this earth for anything other than an extremely serious growth purpose. And we surely are learning things. Sometimes we are mystified by the wise, and that's normal. That's a part of the learning. You know, maybe part of this is how important it is to question. You know, conscience leads us to define to the, to the divine. Yes, it does. I wanted to say to define what it is our conscience can embrace as a belief, and a belief can be more than a belief into a knowing. And we're guided by that. We're guided by empathy. And I know the live show is going to go down here in a minute. Um, those of you listening live can listen in the archive. Um, I won't be on for too much longer because I try not to go much longer than 30 minutes, but I'll, I'll probably close outside the parameters of the live show. And thank you, Blog Talk Radio. I am just so thrilled that we're the third slot on the front page. That just touches my heart. Thank you. And thank you, live audience who are listening. Um, Please do. I encourage you to come back because I'd like to have more conversations with you of this nature and listen to the rest of the show in the archive in just a few minutes when it's done. For those of you now listening across time, Talk about time not being linear. I say this all the time. Your energy is live and with me. There there are no boundaries of space or of time. And you are here with me now, no matter when you're listening. It doesn't matter. You could be listening five minutes from now or years from now. So um, I wanted to emphasize that you're with me. Why is conscience important? Why is empathy important? Because it's just the, we know in our hearts, it's the highest, most precious. Um, empathy is at the core of everything. And so when there are those out there who may question, well, you know, how could you be a Christian universalist? I had a show on that trying to think um there was a i'll have to look for some christian universalist there was i can't even remember his name now there was a person on here talking about um hell and how he came to that realization but um in any case this has been discussed on this show before and there are people who maintain their faith and find a way to believe as a Christian universalist because for them, empathy guides them there. And there just isn't any other choice. Um, they, 
when you when you are guided to hold unconditional love as a standard, can't just change your mind and say, yeah, you know, maybe not. That just doesn't work. It's conscience. And you just know it. And you can't just arbitrarily succumb to something less. And that may seem like a judgment, but it feels like less when there is something that is not about universal empathy and love. And so this is how we come together. I think one way we begin to have conversations with one another is by understanding where the heck are we coming from? Even if that upsets someone else who says, hey, not to me, to me, conditionally is important. And it's the core of what I believe. I understand. But for me, it's not a place that I can fathom. For me, it's Unconditional love has to be paramount. And so, and and fear, getting back to fear, and then I will close because I'm not going to go on too long. Hopefully I'm still going on in the archive here. I appear to be, thank goodness. Um, Fear, what about it? Well, when I first started this show, I liked to believe you could get totally beyond it. Let's just throw it away. You know what? That's not so easy. And I think it happened pretty quickly. We started having conversations, and I'm not sure I really believe that. I know a part of us wants to believe that. I know when we believe in this concept of heaven on earth, I never did finish my thought of what it means to be a new ager. What it really means is to believe in heaven on earth, that we can get to a higher state. Sometimes I think, though, maybe in this place, We are meant to continually grow. Not saying it couldn't get better, but there would still be challenges. We might rise quantumly, and yet there still are challenges to solve. Anybody who's ever watched the old Star Trek, Captain Kirk used to say that quite often, and I mean the original because I was an original Trekkie, although I've forgotten most of the things that that would qualify me to use that term, but there was a time when I could have been quite good at trivia and things. But Captain Kirk used to say, you know, it's because of those challenges. It's why we're here. It's what makes us human is to have those challenges. And if we didn't have any at all, well, what would be the point? Um, Even at the highest of levels, clearly we're not just sitting around because there are places like Earth and who knows, countless, countless, countless other planets where there are growth exercises going on, where creation is going on. What is creation? It is the evolution of unconditional love into more unconditional love. It's just like infinity, only it's not linear, you know, infinity added to infinity is still infinity. And it all has to come back to love. Fear? 
when we are here, we created it. Why do I say that? Well, because I believe that God is omnipresent. And I truthfully do believe that we existed before we came here. And um, now I am going to get into some specifics of what I believe. And that we do reincarnate. I do believe that. And we reincarnate not just here but elsewhere. And I also believe that what we do is by choice and that there are boundaries. Did we go too far in this particular little exercise on planet Earth? Well, I often question that. But certainly fear was introduced into the mix. And I'm not, um, when, when I speak in this way, I'm not speaking of right now, this is what's happening, we're creating this. I'm saying that there was a time when a aspects of the creator, which is very hard to understand, how do you have aspects of the creator, came together and decided, you know, we're going to have this growth exercise. And I don't, I believe really sincerely that the divine is a we. It certainly isn't a singularity, although it's that too. It's both. It's a oneness and it's a we. And for me, the most amazing kind of the divine, and the people who believe that you only have one life and then you go on to heaven, in another way believe this, in the sense that they believe that they'll be able to help. You know, I, I think that, that I have certainly heard that, that if you're coming from a different persuasion, because I kind of, I may have said some things that are really, um, really hard to hear. And in doing so, I'm just trying to point out that there are different ways of interpreting the omnipresence of the divine, but also that we have other things to do, not just here. And no matter what you believe, and I know some believe very strict things about how, how you get to that, that other realm, let's just leave that aside and you get there. The concept is helping the higher aspects of the divine. You would feel that unity with the divine, even within the context of that belief structure. You would feel it. That doesn't make you personally at the top. That isn't the way it works. Um, And that's not what most New Agers are saying when they talk about this concept. It actually is more of a humbling thing than a an ego thing. It's more about we're all working together. That's what it's about. And we're working together at this level and we're working together at a higher level and all of it is under this umbrella and within that can't even quite describe it, within the oneness of God, the divine, from which we cannot be separated. If you believe that God is omnipresent, There is no separation. And if you believe that you as a soul have much to create, just as yourself or offer or even just wanting to help with something beyond here, and let's start here, but if you believe in this, then this is not that far of a reach to 
see and hear. I'm trying to translate a concept for a different spiritual group, and I'm doing it somewhat vaguely and on purpose that way. But what I'm trying to do here is try to explain how some of us interpret oneness with a divine in a non-ego way, and we're all working together and helping, helping that divine love binds us together. And it gets really esoteric when you start thinking that, you know, we, we're not separate and yet we are. We're both. We're beautiful, created beings. And yet we can see out the eyes of one another. We, that's the ultimate in empathy. We're inseparable, but we're also special. And in saying that, I actually do deviate from some New Age philosophy that I've heard where there's a focus on just being a part of the ocean. And I'm saying, and I've seen others say this too, that we are special. We're creations. We're here. I'm Susan. I don't know how Susan is going to continue exactly. Susan will grow, but that starting point, that beam of light, who is Susan, will have some continuity. That is important. And that that is there to be a part of what we're all creating. And at some point, we can be elevated to the sense of knowing there is something higher. And I'll I'm going to end this episode because that kind of leads to this question of the higher self. What, what, when people use that term, what does, what does that mean? That's not an ego thing either. That's just an angel. That's the angel that existed before I was here and decided on the soul path that, you know, this is what is needed in this time and what I needed to deal with this year And the way that that all got resolved, and I'll come to tears in an amazing, loving way, and and how I needed to be where I was when I was in that space without getting into any specifics. Um, It's all a part of my journey. And whatever comes next, it's all a part of my journey. And it all, for, for my personal soul, it matters. And, you know, my holding to an ideal for me matters. And we all do hold to ideals, depending on how we perceive them. And it's important. What greater ideal is it to believe in a God that fits your highest ideal so that you can fully believe? Or even if you don't believe, if there's no way of finding a way to that concept, that is incredible. Maybe some of the best believers don't believe in anything because their ideals are so high, there's no way of defining it. And maybe we've been fed definitions that just don't don't meet with what our highest patients are of love. It comes down to love. Fear on this planet helps us grow. It can be a catalyst. Yes, we can calm our fears. I know this from experience. We can. You can tune it out just like a radio. 
especially the more extreme fears. I mean, sometimes you're going to be human and you can't. But there are times. It comes and it goes. Let's put it that way. You can diminish the space of your fear. I used to be a much more fearful person than I am now. And it's only through love and guidance and practice that I've become less fearful. But that doesn't mean I have no fear at all. But sometimes it really is like tuning a radio. Checking the time. I think we're okay. I'm not quite sure how much time I have. We might cut off. Um, So anyway, what I would recommend as I let you go, hold on to your ideals of love. Hold on to your ideals. Don't become jaded. Don't let this world diminish what you can believe is possible. Find that ideal. If you're struggling with finding it, look for it. Keep seeking. Ask. Open yourself up. If terminology you feel matters, then just say, I want to be open to the creator. Then you don't need to worry about some people saying, well, that's a false God. That God's not right. That one's not right. You're not talking about the right one. Fine. Use the term creator. Be open to listening about love. Think about empathy and talk to one another and listen. Love. I'm not sure when I will be back again. I hope soon. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week. We will see. But um, I'm really happy to welcome you all back, those of you who are discovering this show again. And I'm really happy to welcome any new listeners who came today. Thanks to Blog Talk Radio. And um, I'm really ultimately very thankful in this moment. So get outside, experience. If you're in the fall right now, experience the autumn. It's beautiful. I'm in spring, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And nothing helps helps us raise our spirits more than getting out into beauty and appreciating it and seeing all of its little nuances and breathing. You don't even have to tell yourself to breathe or learn. Just get out there and suddenly you'll start breathing much more freely. So I invite you to do that today. And I will be back soon. Take care, everyone. (laughs) 